If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I think if you're in this stage of like solopreneurship and you are wearing all the hats, there is a piece of you that believes that no one will care for it the way you do. And to be frank, people aren't going to care about it the exact way that you do, but that doesn't mean that they're not qualified or that they can't be really, really good at it. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Something I love about being a podcaster is getting the chance to support my network of fellow creators and business owners. Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson, is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. If you like Gold Digger, trust me, you are going to love Being Boss. Emily even covers topics that are near and dear to our Gold Digger hearts, like taking time off as an entrepreneur and finding vision for your business and life. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever found yourself, Kylie, in a situation where you're like, I swear I will never do that. And then a month or a year or a decade later, you laugh at your own self? (laughs) Well, as someone who hates being called out, I would like to say, no, I've never done that. I've stuck to what I said I would or wouldn't do. But that would be a bold face lie. So I was just talking to my mom the other day. I literally remember this moment as a child. My mom was brilliant. And after we would eat dinner, what she would do is because because she cooked for our family, she would sit at the table and read us Nancy Drew books while we cleaned the kitchen. 
Mm-hmm. And we loved reading as children. We loved like when my mom read to us. And so we would just be scrubbing away and doing the dishes and everything. But I remember one moment when I was like spicy, I was like a spicy eight-year-old and I was like, I will never make my children clean like this. And my mom was like, (laughs) just you wait and see. And now I'm like, Coco, you want to throw the laundry in? Great. Here's so much buttons you put. Oh my gosh. There are so many instances in my life where I'm like, I will never. And then I laugh at my own self because life teaches us a lot of lessons. And I think that's part of the growing process that is so beautiful and hilarious. (laughs) I love that. As an eight-year-old, you already had an idea of what your parenting style would be. (laughs) I mean, right? I was like, yep, I'm never going to do this. And now I'm like, my mom was a genius. Yes, (laughs) she nailed it. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you about all the things you said you'd never do. (laughs) And now I I see you doing all of them because there are eight million of them. Like (laughs) feeding my child uh, non-organic food. Hello. She loves goldfish. I'm pretty sure those are not (gasps) organic. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. That's the human experience. This is like being able to shift, modify and adapt and be okay when opinions and choices change, right? It's true. It's true. We're living it together. And today we're going to talk about things that I swore I would never do that I'm now gladly doing. Maybe in an attempt to make everyone laugh, but also in an attempt to show the evolution of being a human being and why my preconceived notions about why these things were on the never list might have been wrong in the first place. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to ask you about them because everything I see on the list in front of me, I've never known a Jenna Kutcher who didn't do these things. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you about that version of her. So that's going to be fun. So first things first, which I am like laughing to myself that this is even on the list because you apparently swore you would never outsource anything never okay now you're like the queen of this I know you know it's funny I I should punish myself for those never statements that I made you know here's the thing when you start a business and you need to earn money money is like the most important factor of how you show up and how you do the work And when I started my business as a side hustle first, I was just investing all the money that I made back into the business. And I kind of got used to that. And then as I started to learn more and do more and take on more, I was introduced to the idea of outsourcing. (laughs) And I remember I went to this photography retreat with this husband and wife team from Australia And they were talking about their process of outsourcing their editing, their photo editing. And I literally gasped. I was like, I could never. (laughs) And I look at that version of me who was so sure that only she could do things, that no one could send the email like she could, that no one could create the pricing guide in Microsoft Word like she could, that no one could code the WordPress page like she could. Thank God for our MySpace days, right? (laughs) And, you know, I just remember just thinking, good for them, not for me. I'm keeping all of my dollars. I'm never going to like let the money go. And one, that's just the most unsustainable approach to business as possible. But two, it is the fastest track to burnout, which is both of the places that I ended up because of this belief. But I think it's it's both beautiful in that I was confident that I could do all the things and that only I could do them. But I also think it was beautiful that life showed me that there was a much different way. And so I think if you're in this stage of like solopreneurship and you are wearing all the hats, 
there is a piece of you that believes that no one will care for it the way you do. And, and to be frank, people aren't going to care about it the exact way that you do, but that doesn't mean that they're not qualified or that they can't be really, really good at it. And when Caitlin first joined my team years and years ago now, she literally emailed me three different times offering her assistance as a virtual assistant. And each time I basically said, or maybe didn't say, because I wasn't great at responding to emails anyways, (laughs) I was like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I appreciate your offer, but I'm good. And the day that she sent the third email, which one, I'm like, way to go for your persistence, because I was kind of a jerk was the day that I found out that we were losing our second pregnancy. And it was like, basically, she just reached out a third time, bless her heart. And I finally wrote back, like, I need help. And I think those three words are like some of the most powerful words you can say and admit as an entrepreneur. And I think those three words can transform not just your business, but your life. And so looking back, I'm like, yeah, girlfriend, you thought you could do it all. And then you thought that you could have it all. And I think that having it all has nothing to do with money and has everything to do with time. And I look now too at this business that we've built that creates opportunities for 10 women to make an income and to work in a business that they care about. And I'm like, man, that is so much richer than padding a bank account and having no life to enjoy it. And so that's number one of like, I swore I would never. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I think the fear around outsourcing does come down to money. And it's really hard to see the trade off, the worthiness of that money to get your time back until you actually experience having the time back. From my perspective, my podcast, my side hustle business doesn't make a whole ton of money. But when I did finally outsource writing one episode a month or one episode every six weeks working with a co-writer, I, one, was more motivated to find income opportunities for the show, right? To go over the cost of that. And then that spilled over, actually ended up earning more money. But the feeling of that getting pieces of your life back, at least once in a while, is going to pad you, protect you from the burnout that like you said, you were headed for. So yeah, yeah, no, no. Jenna is not afraid of outsourcing anymore. I can speak <laughs> to that. And she does really it, at it beautifully. And you're like really skilled at finding people who can, you know, step right in and have your voice and have the same mission and vision for the business in mind. So you are the queen of that. The thing that outsourcing has allowed you to do, which apparently you said you'd never do, is take time off. Like, actual time off. I Mm. wait, Jenna, you love (laughs) time off. Like you are so good at building that in for yourself. I know. Who am I? You know, when I had, we had like a mini baby shower for this baby and my mom was so sweet because we needed nothing. Like we had everything. And my mom got me this little sweet lap desk because she knows that I work from the couch a lot, especially when snuggling a baby. (laughs) And my mom had wrote like a little note of like, you do such a good job juggling motherhood and work. And I, I just was like, that is like the highest form of praise I can accept on just like the life balance of it all. Because I 
when I first started, I can't even recall a time where I would take like a half of a day off. And I don't know if you've seen, there's like a really funny thing where it's like in Europe, like if they have a surgery or something, they're out for like a year. And then in America, it's like, I have surgery at one. I'll be promptly back online at 145. (laughs) That's not like culture. That's like the, the hustle culture that has consumed so much of us. And you know, I used to Kylie, I would literally travel like with my laptop, like everywhere I went because I was so concerned about like missing an inquiry. And I like set these like crazy expectations of like, you need to respond within an hour. Like you need to be the first one. You need to like move fast. And it really robbed me of my life. And there's this one story. I don't even know if I've ever told this story, but Drew and I were living, you know, about five hours away, six hours away from my family. And we had planned a family weekend. And for my family to plan a family weekend, it was super challenging at the time. We had a lot of nurses in my family. My dad worked shift work at a paper mill. It was like impossible to line up everyone's schedules. And we had booked this house kind of in the middle of where Drew and I lived and where everyone else lived. And I remember I like brought my computer with to this family weekend and everyone was relaxing and I was like in the corner working and I was so anxious. And I feel like it was the first time that my family saw that like my business wasn't really giving me life. It was like taking away my life. And I had all the excuses in the world about why I needed to be working. And and looking back, nothing was urgent. Nothing was urgent. And there's something about that weekend where I was just so anxious. I wasn't myself. I remember my sister telling a story about one of her nursing patients. And I just started bawling because I was just so in this like emotional state of like not being able to separate like work and life and like what my sister's experience was as a nurse and what this patient's experience was. And it was like, I was just not myself. And so I look back and there was just so much of my life where I was so tethered to my computer. And it's hilarious because we go into entrepreneurship to not be that and to not do that. We go into entrepreneurship for freedom and choice. And a lot of times we are the creators of the businesses that take those things away from us. And so I also convinced myself that I was incapable of rest, which is almost literally like the most hilarious line. (laughs) I literally just told myself, you are wired differently than the rest of the world. You do not rest. Your brain works in a different way. And now if I go, I mean, like I like my weekends are so sacred to me. You know, time off with my family is so precious to me. I'm really good at taking time off now. And I almost crave it. Like I can tell when I am pushing a little bit too hard or what that looks like. And so I've just learned that like, you know, those apps that are like couch to 5k where you like learn how to run. Yes. I've learned that like I need the reverse a lot in life where it's like 5k to couch, like how (laughs) in terms of work. Where it's like, how do you like start with like the sprint and like, how do you slow it down to like a walk or like a laying on the couch? And I need to approach rest in that way as like a training process and that I need to train myself. And I honestly think a lot of entrepreneurs are the same way. That app, that's such a funny idea. (laughs) Well, that makes me think too of the meme I've seen going around lately where it says, I didn't want to work nine to five. So I started my own business and now I work 24 seven. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah. Don't let that be your reality. Yeah. And I think it is for so many people until you start to hit those thresholds of like your time is more important than your money. And you can now see that. And I think that that is just like this incredible tipping point that a lot of people have to hit and where they start to realize like, I'm supposed to be happy with more money or more accolades or more titles. And yet I feel robbed of my life. And I think it's it's a tricky spot to be in, but it's one that I hope entrepreneurs hit in that you did this, you started this whole thing to have more balance, to have more freedom, to have more choice. And if you don't have balance, freedom, and choice today, then it's maybe time to start looking at what you need to do to change that. Yeah. We've been through so many adventures together, from the first episode to now over 500 episodes. Growing the Gold Digger podcast, I can't help but see the similarities between how I grew up too. The first day of school feelings, the awkward braces years, and the excitement for what's next. And I know I'm not alone here. Growing a business takes a lot, and a HubSpot CRM platform is here to help your business grow better. HubSpot's reporting dashboard is like your crystal ball, giving you this bird's eye view on your marketing, sales, and customer service performance so that you can get ahead of any issues before they happen. Automated marketing tools allow you to create robust campaigns across all of your marketing channels, and you can even send, test, and optimize emails for different devices and inboxes. And shared inboxes make incoming chats and emails easy to manage and scale for the whole team. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Well, you are very good at setting boundaries and taking time off for yourself and planning for that time off. But one of the areas I've seen you relent in since we've been working together, (laughs) what, over almost three and a half years now, was you always said you wouldn't do any sort of like membership or any sort of Mm -hmm. setup where you had to show up at a specific (laughs) time, date and place. (laughs) And you relented on that and you're doing it. And why? (laughs) Why did you kind of go back on that? 
Yeah, I this one does actually shock me a bit. Like the other ones, I can see the trail of how I got here. Mm-hmm. This one does surprise me a little bit because here's the thing. And some people listening to this are going to totally get this. I hate commitments in that like Kylie, let's say you and I were together and you were like, hey, next Sunday, do you want to do X, Y or Z? I hate committing to it because I'm like, what if Sunday comes around and I just want to lay in my pajamas? Yeah. (laughs) I am a commitment phobe because I'm like, I I think too entrepreneurship makes us worse with that because we are used to kind of, you know, tuning into our energy or our desires and like matching what needs to get done with those things. And Mm -hmm. so like the people that like fill their calendar like a year in advance, oh man, that stresses me out. And I think because of wedding photography where I was booking out my life a year or two in advance, I kind of swore off like anything that would make me feel trapped into some sort of commitment because that like really freaks me out. And so with membership sites, so many of my friends were like, you've got to create a membership. It is such an amazing way to serve your audience. It's such a cool way for you to show up. And the only person in the world that convinced me to do this was Brendan Burchard. And I love it that he was the one to get me to do this because him and I very much share values of like, we work so that we have the freedom of time and choice and not the other way around. And so when he told me about growth day and he was like, you just get to show up once a month, you teach for an hour a month, you get to be a part of this community. You get to present this to your community as this opportunity to get coached by like literally the world's best professional development and personal development coaches in the world. I was like, okay, let's try it out. And it has absolutely shocked me how much I enjoy it and how much that consistency piece doesn't feel like it's trapping me. Like I very much look forward to it. And it's wild because every month when I log in and I get to like see the students and like we're literally like live together, there's just this energy that you can't get through automated things that you can't get through some of the other methods that I use and love. And so it's really shifted my way of doing it. And I think the reason why I love Growth Day is because Brendan spearheads it. And so I get the easy job of just showing up. And it's been really fun. So if if you haven't heard about Growth Day or if you're like, wait, what is this thing? It's an amazing online platform for personal development founded by Brendan Burchard. There's incredible coaches on there. I'm on there. Mel Robbins, Dave Hollis, David Bach, Loatanmo. There's like incredible live coaching sessions happening each week and tons of tools and stuff. You can check it out at growthday.com slash Jenna. But it totally pivoted the way I thought about showing up once a month. And also too, Kylie, when you think about it, when you joined my team, like I was so commitment phobic that I like we didn't even have team calls. Because I was like, you want me to show up once a week at a certain time? (laughs) Hell to the no. And now I'm like, okay, we love our team calls. As a team, we love our team calls. Yeah. You know, I think there's a good lesson there. Like leave room to surprise yourself and prove Mm -hmm. yourself wrong. Like that's key. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, I love that. Okay. Number four on this list of things you swore you'd never do. And I remember you swearing you'd never do this because (laughs) as someone on your team who would field some of these inquiries and questions and ideas, you would constantly say thanks, but no thanks. And now here you are writing a dang book. I know. 
Tell Shocking. Why? Why did you finally say yes to that after so many no's? Oh my gosh. You know, it is crazy. It is. I don't know. I am so lit up right now about the book and the process and like talking about it. It, I can't even explain it, but I'm so glad I was wrong. And I'm so (laughs) glad that I waited. I'm really glad that I waited. Yeah. So for years and years and years, people would just reference or say, you should write a book or we'd get emails in the inbox from agents or publishers And it just was not the right time. And I remember because it was at this time in my business where I was still very much growing and I was still very much in this space of like, how do we earn more money? How do we make sure our time is being spent in the right spots? And let me tell you, like writing a book is a very long process. It requires a ton of time, a ton of energy, a ton of your like soul And a lot of times you don't really make a lot of money. Like you can have the best book deal in the world, but like you don't write a book to make money. Mm. You write book to like write your legacy. Like it is, it's such a different type of work. And I remember talking to my friend, Jamie Kern Lima, and she had been in the process of writing her own book. And she was like, yeah, it was just crazy. Like once I knew I needed to do it, like the words just like spilled out of me. And I was like, what a weird experience. Mm. (laughs) And then the same thing happened to me. And it's been such a beautiful process. Like I actually really have enjoyed it way more. I've shocked myself in how much I've enjoyed the process. It's tested my patience very much at times because it is such a slow process. And and I think that it is intentionally slow because it needs to be right. And you want to get it right. And you want to revisit things five times. And we're so used to this digital world where we like have an idea, we create it, we put it out there, we get feedback. And with a book, it's like the reverse. Like you are creating, creating, creating without anyone giving any feedback, without anyone knowing And so, yeah, I very much surprised and delighted myself, one, in the fact that I'm doing this, but two, in the fact that I love it. And I'm so excited for the world to get it. I'm so excited for people to read it. But I'm also really excited that I hit a point in my life where I was like, now is the time. And it felt right. And it felt in alignment and it didn't feel forced. But yeah, I very much am shocked at this revelation. (laughs) It's been really cool seeing the behind the scenes of your yes. Like, I know you tell this story in the book because we've had the privilege as, you know, being on the team, getting glimpses of your words here and there. But it was so cool for you to, you know, come back that one day, that special moment where you thought that maybe it was time, like that book had reached you, the idea was yours, and it was time to go for it. So it's been cool seeing the evolution from my perspective as someone behind the scenes. And I think I share in every listener's view right now where we can't wait to actually get our hands on it. So it's crazy. It's one of those things where I literally laugh at because I was so sure that I wouldn't do it. And it was, (laughs) you know, it was just, I would, I would have put money down. Like someone could be very rich right now for how much I would have put down that this would never happen. And so again, we grow and evolve and that's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I think one of the perhaps biggest evolutions and maybe changes to your identity, at least for how I see you from the outside, you swore you'd never have kids. And now I can't picture the Jenna (laughs) Kutcher friend, boss, entrepreneur in my life without that mother title next to your Mm -hmm. name. 
Mm. My mom was just reminding me of this. We literally, for the first six years of our marriage, were absolutely opposed to having children. And I'm not just saying like, we were like, uh, maybe it was like, nope, it's not going to happen. We like laid out our cards for our parents, like early on, like, because especially in the Midwest, I mean, this happens no matter where you are, but like literally on your wedding day, people are like, when's the babies come? Oh gosh. What? Like it's just bananas. And we were so young when we got married, we were 23. And so we just, there are so many reasons why we were very sure that we didn't want kids. And it's funny because when I kind of look back, you know, I was a certified babysitter. I read books like the Babysitter's Club. Did you ever read <laughs> books? Those are yeah, so of course good. I did. Claudia <laughs> uh, Kishi. Hey, girl. Yeah. Um, and I was a nanny for a summer and things like that. And so it wasn't that I wasn't like maternal or I didn't I didn't like kids. It was just that like once Drew and I got to a place where we were married and like kids were a very real possibility, there was zero desire. And we just cherished our time together. It was in the building phase of my business. Like our lifestyles did not at all support this idea of having children. And when I look back and I'm like, well, what was the like change or like when did that start? I think for us, seeing both of our brothers become dads to our sweet little nephews and watching someone so close to us, like someone that shares our DNA, go through that process, started to kind of light this like tiny little spark of like, maybe, well, maybe. And it's so interesting because I think, you know, we've talked about like how it's like your business is your baby. And I think that for a long time, that really was true for me. And I think there was just so much fear around motherhood and what if I regret it? And like, what is this going to do to my career? I'm just, things are just taking off. And what about momentum? And how am I going to juggle all these things? And so it is wild to look at my life today and the roles that I play and what it looks like because for a long time, it just wasn't the vision that I held for myself. But I also think it was just a vision that I couldn't even imagine. And now I'm like, I can't imagine my life without it. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. 
Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth. LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. We talk a lot about what I picture for motherhood for myself, you know, Mm -hmm. my husband and I were kind of at that phase. We're both in our thirties. If we're going to have kids, we should do it now. And we're recording this advance. Who knows? Maybe the universe has a kid in store for us (laughs) by the time this comes out, you know, but that's the thing I've always held to the phrase for my parents specifically who keep asking, it's like, (laughs) I reserve the right to reevaluate my stance on this. I like take a very political approach, you know, of like, I want to be able to say yes to that experience of life. I don't want to miss out on being a mother, but do I want to be a mother to multiple children? Is that even possible for me? Like I reserve the right to reevaluate. And I think having kids where there seems to be an expectation that that's what you do. You get married and then you make children. It's like finding a way to stand your ground and figure out how you actually feel about it while also giving yourself room to change how you feel about it along the way. That seems to be, there's like a lot of permission granting that has to happen when really the permission has to come from you, yourself, your partner. Yes. It's a lot for women too, because I think, I mean, I was just talking to like some close friends who are a little bit younger than I am. And it's like, they're saying like, okay, well, we think we want to have three kids. Well, we don't want to have them back to back to back. So then there's this gap. Well, then I'm in my maternal years for a decade. Well, I'm already X years old. You add on a decade. Am I going to be too old? What is this going to look like? What about my fertility? Like all these things. And it's like, it is such a complex decision. And so many people are not even just struggling with the decision, but struggling with the outcome of that decision. And it is just wild. Like even looking at my life, like we are very confident that like our family is now complete. And I always just had a vision of two children. So did Drew. We shared in that vision And it's like looking at our own journey, you know, it's been almost a decade long process when you figure in our losses and our fertility struggles and, you know, pregnancy and nursing and then getting back into the business before getting pregnant again and like what that looks like. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's my heart goes out for women because I just think it is such a complex topic. And I also think the world wants black and white statements. And when we give them a gray, that's when they poke and prod. And that's when we get frustrated or like backed into a corner. And so it's wild to look back and be like, I was so sure like that, you know, we were just going to be the fun aunt and uncle. (laughs) And, and I love those roles that we play, but 
I also am just like so grateful that we both changed our minds and that we were on the same page and like our lives just look so different than we thought they would, but it's so much better than what we even pictured. So beautiful. Well, I want to wrap this up with one fun question that maybe you won't be able to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there anything you're saying you won't do right now that we will have to follow up on in like five (laughs) years time? (laughs) Mm, Let's see. I would never, I don't think I would ever do a TV show. Okay. I think I'm one, too boring. Two, I hate <laughs> wearing makeup and like real clothes. Yeah. And three, it's just impossible. Like I, okay, like when I watch The Real Housewives or things like that, I'm like, there are literally like cameras right there on their faces. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, how would you actually be like a normal person? Yeah. Somebody's going to see this. Mm -hmm. So reality TV, ixnay (laughs) on that one. (laughs) All right. Let me think if there's anything else. I don't think I'll ever go back to brunette for my hair. (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. Not a great one. Um, And I will never never go back to the eyebrow trend where your eyebrows look like upside down Nike swooshes. I personally (laughs) vow. And if you need photographic evidence, I'll try to dig some up for you, Kylie. Yeah. I had the worst eyebrows. They kind of looked like sperm. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. They were so bad. And I was like, mom, why did you let me do this? And like, she was like, I literally tried to like hide tweezers and like you would find them. Like, I don't know. So those are my vows. No reality TV, no brunette hair and no sperm eyebrows. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm here to hold you accountable at least at the very least to the eyebrow thing. I can can keep you in check there. Thank you very much. Well, I hope that this episode just shows people that we all have this invitation to contradict ourselves and to change and to change our minds and to grow and evolve. And I smile looking back at some of these statements that I've made. And I really do try to avoid saying I will never these days because I'm like, who knows, maybe the future Jenna will. But it is really cool in our journeys to kind of invite ourselves to be open to change and to really just recognize that we are constantly learning and growing and we're invited to step into new identities of ourselves and show up in different ways. And I don't know, Kylie, I'm just grateful that you and I get to navigate all of these changes together and we get to laugh about them and those statements that we make and that we get to (laughs) go through life just constantly evolving, but constantly falling in love with the version of ourselves, but also respecting the versions of others as they consistently grow and change too. So it's kind of a beautiful part of the process. It's so fun. Thank you for letting me hold you to task on some of these things. Because like I said, (laughs) I've never known a Jenna Kutcher who didn't like to take time off or wouldn't take time off. But I've actually never seen a brunette Jenna Kutcher. So I guess I'll have to resist that change alongside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, gold diggers, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.
Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.